Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Uh, here we good are. Good morning. Happy this Monday. Happy Monday. And this is, uh, I think when this airs, this will be the Monday after uh, Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, yeah. which, so this looks vastly different than it will by then. Yes. Because... By now, my house will be fully decked out for Christmas. Uh, and right now, it looks like I'm a Scrooge. Yep. yep <laughs> but I'm same. not. Just know when you're, if you're watching this, my house is really decorated by now. Yep. Same, <laughs> same for us. So we'll, uh, we'll be uh, uh, enjoying uh, Christmas season and uh, uh, the beauty of Thanksgiving and getting ready for the holidays. And uh, we'll, have, we'll have a good time with that. I know you guys do as well. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, are you going to go, do you guys do any skiing up there or just, you just do cross country and that kind of stuff? Um, actually, we're not cross country skiers. We, uh, I've been like once, I actually enjoyed it, but not what we have done. We have always been downhill skiers. Yep. Um, that being said, we really kind of don't do that anymore. After all the years of um, kids having basketball games on Saturdays and then, church on Sundays and stuff, our skiing days were really pre-kids mostly. And then other than that, it's been, you know, once or twice a season that we've managed to pull up there. And now we have, you know, aging knees and ankles and whatnot. So yeah. uh, much as I love it, we have downplayed our skiing these days, but we still do a lot of snowshoeing, still get out and play in the snow and enjoy it and all that for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. You're still a diehard skier, I know. Yeah, and yeah. I know your entire family yep. is crazy good. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're pretty good. And um, I, uh, I still am pretty good. Um, I, can, I can do moguls. Uh, I do blacks. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I, do, I like to do groom slopes. Uh, right. That are, uh, allow me to go very fast would be my preference. Uh, my kids and grandkids, they can do really hard stuff. Double blacks, mm-hmm. cliffs trees you know all kinds crazy, of stuff crazy you know that i don't i don't do that kind now, of stuff. i never ventured into that i did you know dan and i both used to ski some blacks out in colorado and stuff and i know i've shared with you before the story of us chasing moguls in switzerland only to land across the border in italy with you know no passport no right lift right, ticket or anything right, else right, and right. having to navigate our way back over the mountain so we have done our share of chasing good ski slopes for sure but um but no trees for me and no cliffs and certainly not the bowls you know yep that yeah. uh and just out of my skill level for sure yeah yeah <laughs> well we've been uh processing prayer um we've talked about you know, uh, that kingdom come, that will be done. Uh, it's uh, together to keep seeking God's will. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask is always, what do you have to say about this? Uh, seek it, look for it as if it's lost treasure and do your due diligence and get your information and keep processing until you see the clarity of it. Then there'll be a specific thing. Knock on that thing. And is that the one that opens up or not? And keep in process. It's all about timing, by the way. And we'll get into that mm-hmm. later. Uh, 
and that uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, to be in a place where uh, we're uh, doing that together, we're a place of, of secrets that God can tell us his answer. Uh, call unto me and I'll give him the answer. Do that together, intercede for each other and stay in process. So it's really not, mm -hmm. it's really not just going to God alone and saying, God, would you? It's rather join and think about uh, the disciples when they were with Jesus. It was they mm -hmm. together joining together that, well, what are you saying here, Jesus, to Peter? Uh, mm -hmm. Help us, you know, here's our thought, here's our idea. We're, we're joining you in that process. So that intercession is, is on both sides of it. You allow other people to join you and you join other people to seek God's will, clarify God's will, speak wisdom, speak maybe a secret, a piece of information that you're, mm -hmm. you get. Uh, and this is really the beauty of it, that God says, don't ever feel that you have to get it all yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, now, we would look at it and say, well, I have the Holy Spirit. Why wouldn't you just give it to me? Right. Uh, wouldn't it be easier? <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and God says, well, in a way, yes. But because um, I'm using, teaching, sharing the body, the community, I want them to be part of it because it'll mm -hmm. do something for you that you can't do, which is what? Confirmation. Right. Uh, and that if you do it by yourself, he says, because of your self-nature... And this is what happens, by the way, is that mm -hmm. you, you drift into stop actually hearing, but you declare that I did hear. And now mm -hmm. you get confused about my will and you don't allow anybody else to participate to say, I can confirm that or eh, I, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that you're not quite there yet, uh, that you right. don't you don't really have the answer. Yeah. And I think another part of that, that we need to recognize is the gift of that. Um, and truly the freedom, because there are things that we will pray about and get confirmation, whether it is with a spouse or with a friend or a group or whatever. And when you get that confirmation from the Holy Spirit, that goes so far when there are times when, you know, you have gotten a confirmed answer, you step forward in that and lo and behold, it does not look like what you thought it was going to look like. Right. And then you start to question, did I hear you right? Did I, you know, did I misstep? And you go into regret and you go into all kinds of different things and beating yourself up. And when you have taken the time to process to confirmation with another believer in unity of the spirit, that frees you from that. And you can recognize, okay, it may not look like what I thought, but God did lead me here. So the question then again becomes simply what about now? You know, right. how, what do we navigate in this place? And you don't go to condemnation of each other. Division is not born. You know, there's several things that are avoided where truly you are walking in freedom because you are going to hit hurdles. And it's so easy, I find. I don't know if you see this in your circles. One of the biggest things that I find people lean on, on they determine whether they heard God based on how the circumstances turn out. Yeah. 
And, and that's just not a valid, <laughs> that's not a valid way to determine that. And so that's the process of confirmation, you know, is so freeing in that as well as remembering everything that's going on is not all about you. Right. It's not all about me. And inviting other people into the process also grows their faith in their practicing hearing God. And there's so much more at stake than just our issue. Right, right. And the, uh, uh, the aspect of it is um, that uh, God is uh, together uh, walking us into a place where it's not about do the circumstance dictate the answer. Which, by the right. way, is, again, what most people think of. Well, here's my wish. God, mm-hmm. would you? Uh, it's going to mm-hmm. be yes, no, maybe. And the yes, right. no, maybe will be based on what happens circumstantially. Right. Uh, and see, God says, actually, it goes the other direction. And that is that uh, there's power to take what I say and change circumstances. Mm. Um, I can resolve things that only I can do, but it's a process of receiving, um, and then declaring and the power of that. So he says, look at it differently, not about what is going to happen and I'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, that's called Christian fatalism. Whatever happens, happens mm-hmm. rather <laughs> it's, what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. And your word is superior to circumstances and you can change things right. and maneuver me to a place where I can receive your supernatural work. And I'm both supposed to join you in that work. So uh, as we look at that, go to Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 17 to 24. This sets up the premise about what, what we call promises. Uh, sure. And so Second uh, Corinthians 1, 17 to 24. Therefore, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly or the things I plan? Do I plan according to the flesh that with me there should be yes, yes, and no, no. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Moreover, I call God as witness against my soul that to spare you, I came no more to Corinth. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but are fellow workers for your joy, for by faith you stand. Yep. Um. So he uh, makes this declaration about uh, promises, um, and we'll get into that. But he, he uh, verse 24, uh, he throws in what I call a, a by the way. <laughs> uh, let me share with you something that's very, very important in the whole process. <laughs> and I want to make, make a truth known to you. And he says, not that I have what? What does Paul say in verse 24? Not that I have Not what? that I have dominion. Dominion. And the word there is authority mm. or the ability to change the way that you process belief and your free mm-hmm. will and your free will. So that this becomes a very significant part of the whole process. And that is this. Um, if we could 
and we know somebody is resisting God's will, or we know somebody is opposing us, or we know somebody is harming us, um, our prayer would be, and this is what I hear a lot, uh, God, would you Mm -hmm. change their hearts so that they do what they're supposed to do? Right. Um, And God says, well, I don't violate their free will. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we have a a truth about that, uh, that we can rely on. God says... Uh, it is not my will that any should what? Should perish. Should perish, should should be eternally separated from me by not choosing to walk with me. It's not my will. Mm-hmm. My will is that all, everybody would. Uh, that's my heart. And I'm working at it. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit's job, and this is John 16, is to convict everybody that they need uh, Christ to give them the solution. Uh, but he says... People do wind up separated from me because they don't process the truth. Mm-hmm. And if it was up to me, God speaking, I just would have them all choose me. Right. But I don't force it. It's by invitation uh, of have a heart to process the truth. And, I, and I'll work it for so that they can understand the truth, but they have a heart to receive it. So that he said, and Paul say this, by the way, don't pray that God or me, because of my authority over stuff, which we'll see here, uh, includes changing somebody's will. Mm. Uh, He says, I'm just a fellow worker, and I don't have that authority. Uh, Mm. So I need you to understand that, that uh, as you're having situations where you'd like people to change their will, Mm -hmm. be careful not to pray it, but rather, uh, Father, may you help them repent. May you help them see the truth. Uh, and then based on what they do now, now what do I do? Uh, so we'll, we'll talk more about that. But, um, he says, um, the promises are not yes and no. Right. Okay. If they were yes and no, what would that mean? (laughs) Wishy-washy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, perhaps, Mm -hmm. uh, you can't count on it. Yeah. Some are yes, some are no. Uh, and by the way, that's how most people look at prayer. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, some are yeah, maybe some are no, maybe, perhaps. Um, I can't count on it, uh, partly because I'm telling, trying to tell God what to do um, and then rely on circumstances. But he says, actually, um, they're not maybe. All the promises are what? Yes and amen. Yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Uh, okay, uh, so first of all, he says, don't look at your life as you're, you're unlucky mm-hmm. or that I've decided for you that these promises don't apply to you and only for a few, by the way, and people think, well, the real holy people get it, right. but, but I don't uh, because they're perhaps. And he says, no, they're all absolutely yes. And by the way, there's over 7,000 promises in scripture. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, we have plenty to live out. Uh, and uh, he says they're amen. And so think about the beauty of that. Uh, and this is what the, the Jewish uh, understanding of this is far greater than, than a Gentile. And that is that uh, I can say amen when I say this. I've heard your promise. Mm-hmm. I know that it applies to me. Um, I've received it. I now believe it. And I can say, amen. So be it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Well, because he spoke it. 
Mm-hmm. See, and you're believing that he is who he says he is and will do what he says right. he will do. And that when he speaks it, and see, this is important. When he speaks it, it's yes. Mm-hmm. It's not kind of, perhaps, maybe. It's yes. And my role is to get to the point where I've heard it and I can believe it. And then I can say amen to it. Mm-hmm. And then I will I will walk into the fullness of that promise. Okay. And by the way, he said the promise is where? In Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, where's Christ in the kingdom that he said to pray for? He's he's the king and I'm not. I'm surrendered mm-hmm. to the king. I heard what he had to say, thy will be done. And when he says it, it's superior to my circumstances. And I can see that promise be fulfilled because he spoke it. And the power of that is such that it's absolutely yes. And there's no partiality to that. Mm-hmm. So that, by the way, any problem you got, you, what do you do? Go to God and ask what? Ask what he has to say about it. What do you have to say about this? What does he want to speak about it? Yeah. And when you speak it, my role then is to process it until I get to the place of, I now heard Believing it. Believing it. And, and I know yeah. that it will be true because it's absolutely true. Why? Because you said it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he said, I'll say it to everybody all the time. And I know about your personal circumstances. Uh, okay, now go over to uh, uh, John. Excuse me, Matthew sixteen, uh, verses thirteen to twenty, and then we'll look at uh, eighteen, eighteen as well. Matthew eighteen, eighteen, sixteen, thirteen to twenty, and then eighteen, eighteen. Okay. Um, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, "Who do men say that I am? The son that I, the Son of Man, am?" So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are a Peter And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Yeah. Um, And then go over to Matthew 18, 18, where he talks about uh, prayer. Uh, says, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Yep. And then read verse 19 too. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. Yep. So in both these scenarios, uh, Jesus makes a statement that um, the power of your prayer is to come to a point where you bind and loose. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, uh, and we'll so get explain, it- stop for just a second there, if you don't mind, because I, people struggle with those phrasing. Can you explain a little more what in the world binding and loosing? We yeah. don't use that language these no. days. <laughs> no. So just make that plain and simple for us. What's he talking about? There? Yeah. Um, uh, he said, first of all, that um, it's based upon revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back to what we just talked about in First Corinthians two, Second Corinthians one, and that is that as Jesus speaks, the promise is yes. Mm-hmm. He says so. Uh, this whole thing 
is based upon, hey, Peter, uh, you've received revelation and upon your ability to receive revelation, you're now going to enter into a place of binding and loosing. Okay. Okay. Uh, So it's more than just uh, God would you, but rather he says, actually, I'm going to give you the power to speak into something and see something happen at a spiritual level. And he said, binding mm-hmm. and loosing are about these spiritual levels. Okay, one, the word binding is you tie up. Okay. Uh, so think of, um, you know, have you ever watched a, a Western, uh, <laughs> you know, when the sheriff uh, would come and take the, you know, the outlaw? Mm-hmm. And he'd take a rope and bind him to a pole or bind him to a tree. Right. And I'm going to tie you up so that you can't move. Right. Yeah. I always picture actually a rodeo. Yeah. When the cowboy jumps off and gets all the legs put together and yeah. wraps them all up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another that's another uh, great picture is uh, I grab hold of it uh, through a rope and I bind it so it can't move. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Um, when you bind up something, what don't you want moving? Whatever it is that you're binding. Well, what you is want it? That to... Who who is the one? Who's the powers that are that are trying the to the enemy? The enemy. So yeah, it's binding off the enemy, so that who are active, mm-hmm. trying to thwart God's will, trying to come against you, uh, trying to bring forces to cause you to to exit the kingdom. Follow mm-hmm. your self nature, be tempted away, um, where the power for them to have over you, he says, well, in the kingdom, you can bind them up mm-hmm. so that they have no power. Meaning you have authority over them. You that, have authority right? and say, uh, I, I bind you and you can't move. In other words, you can no mm-hmm. longer function. Okay. So, right. so uh, you know, for example, um, I think you remember the story of... Uh, you know, Jesus in uh, uh, what's called the Gadarenes, which is on the uh, uh, east side of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, and um, their uh, uh, demonic are in people. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is casting them out. And what do they say to him? Hey, could you, could you put me somewhere? Right. Uh, and he sends them into a herd of pigs. Yeah, into right? a herd of pigs that, that go, you know, yeah, and drown. So that um, it's it's I have no when you're Jesus when you're here with your authority, mm-hmm. I can't function anymore. And we saw it all the time that the demonic basically stopped functioning in the presence of Jesus. Mm. And that's what he's saying is you have that same authority is when I ask you to bind off this power that's coming against you, or, or by the way, we talked about intercession, maybe coming against other people, mm-hmm. is, well, you bind it off. You, you, you tie it up and say, you don't have any more authority. You can't function here. Not because of you, by the way, but right. be, because of the authority that's being given to you because you're in Christ and right. the power of Christ. Okay, so you, you basically, and he said that's a twofold thing. One, you bind off the power of the enemy mm-hmm. and, and make it of no effect. You loose the power of heaven 
into this situation so mm-hmm. that um, the power that I'm now doing, the supernatural power that's coming from the spiritual of what I say and the power that's superior to the natural, then you heard the promise. I'm going to mm-hmm. restore this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to uh, have you fulfill this. Um, now you take that authority and you speak it and loose and say, you said mm-hmm. basically, amen, may it be so. Um, and you, you elevate, see what happens is you're bringing a promise to the natural circumstances because it's superior to the natural circumstances. Mm. So instead of looking at the opposite, well, I hope I can maneuver through this. Okay. Rather, yeah, so he let's says, back up yeah, go ahead real quick on that. It's superior because it is God's word. Right. And again, we talk about God's spoken word. Of course, he created everything. So everything in the natural is um, under his authority fully. Right. And any his spoken word supersedes all of it. Right. And so that's that's an important part to pay attention to. That is why there is that power there. It is his word. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into this uh, later as well. But remember the, the story of the centurion um, in... Uh, 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 you know, where Peter, uh, Peter in Capernaum, where he grew up, is uh, the centurion, a Roman, comes to Jesus and said, hey, I've got a sick servant. Could you heal him? Sure. Mm-hmm. And then he says, hey, by the way, you don't even need to come. Just say it. Right. I've observed that your authority is what you say. Yeah. He understood the power yeah. of God's word. Yeah. And so uh, you say it and it'll be so. And Jesus says, that's the power I need you mm-hmm. to join me in, in your prayer life. See, it's not about, well, tell me all that I'm supposed to do to maneuver properly mm-hmm. uh, or to help circumstances be a little bit better because I figured it out better. He says, no, I want you to, I'm going to say something, a promise, and you need to bind off the enemy from any, any distraction of that and any thwarting of that. And then you need to loose the very power of, of heaven uh, into it. Um, and then if you go to uh, Luke 9, 1 to 6, and then 10, 17 to 20, uh, it tells us about this authority. Luke 9, 1 to 6, and then uh, Luke 10, 10 to 17 to 20. Okay, Luke 9, 1 to 6. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Yeah. And then uh, 10, 17 to 20. 10, 17 to 20. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Yeah. Uh, And again, that's one of those, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, Yes, I'm going to give you this authority. Yes, mm-hmm. you're going to bind and loose. However, 
be careful that you don't get so enamored just with that, that you forget the relationship that brings you the power to be able to live this out, you know, and enjoy and keep abiding, keep enjoying me, uh, rejoice at that. And by the way, you'll, you'll have this power. And he says, I'm going to send you out first of all, the 12 Mm -hmm. with authority to bind and loose, bind off the enemy, cast out the demonic, uh, uh, stop that activity and Mm -hmm. bring healing, bring supernatural, speak my promises into situations. And it's going to come through you who, and and think about in order for them to do that, what must they do? Be in prayer. Right. Well, father, what do you got to say about this situation? Uh, Well, this person's ready to receive it. You bind and loose. Speak this truth. You heal this mm-hmm. this person. You see the supernatural, um, and then uh, they came back and said, "Man, this is this is beautiful. Uh, uh, we got to experience that." Then seventy two others said, "Hey, if they can do that, can we do that?" Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the authority. Go off and do it. And they did. They did the same thing. They bound. They binded off the power of the enemy, and they mm-hmm. loosed the power of of supernatural into these situations through their prayer, through their processing together. They went up, by the way, two by two. Um, And he says, we're so excited. We actually got to see the demonic stop and we got to see the power of heaven loosed. So that when you look at binding and loosing, what is it? It's, It's elevating your prayer life to a much higher level. Mm-hmm. from would you do this for me or I hope I do I do well maneuvering through natural he says actually you have access to the supernatural mm-hmm. stop stop the work of the enemy and loose the very power of heaven based upon what I speak to you which is my will so it's never you just take the authority on your own or I think I will right. uh, and we'll talk more about this because wisdom is part of it understanding where people are at, you know, and, and we'll talk, we're going to talk in our next section when we get into this, uh, in a, in a day or two is there's a lot of hindrances mm-hmm. to God being able to fulfill the binding and loosing. And, we're, and we'll talk about those. So, uh, as we look at it, it's a powerful thing that we have access to prayer is to bring that power into my circumstances and into the circumstances of those in my circle that we get to see God at work, and we're going to do that through prayer um, of of the power to bind and to loose. So it's a, it's a beautiful opportunity that we have if we elevate up to a higher level. Mm, excellent. I love the way I love where we're going with all this. Yeah. I think this is going to be so so. Um, such a great learning experience for everyone as they step into the blessing of what prayer really is and the power that God has given us as we walk with him in his kingdom. So thank you for sharing this. Looking forward to hearing more tomorrow and everybody have a great day. Thanks for joining us. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.